Hey everybody, welcome to Slip Angle. Uh, we are at Pikes Peak International Raceway. It's Saturday night and the uh, Drifty Boys are out on track. I tried to find a quiet spot and I am here with Drew Cleaver, driver of a new-ish uh, Tesla Model 3 and he's going really fast in time attack. Hi Drew, welcome on the show. Thank you, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. Uh, events are done for the night for me, and I get a chance to hang out and chill a little. Um, tell me about why you chose the Model 3 to uh, to come to Time Attack, and why are you at Gridlife in the first place? Honestly, uh, I've been a big fan of Elon Musk in general and everything that he's done, and just following uh, Tesla's evolution throughout the years, it's it's become such a fast package with little maintenance, it's cost-effective. Uh, it's just a fantastic platform. It, it drives completely different than anything else I've ever ever driven. It's a complete lifestyle change. So uh, that it's an interesting question. Like, how do how do you if you have driven internal combustion engines on the track before? What's the transition to uh, tracking an electric car where you don't have that audio feedback that you're so used to? It it's really quiet. Uh, there is a lot of wind noise. The wind buffering kind of silences a lot of the tire feedback that would be nice to have in absence of the motor noise. Uh, but it's it's got such good direct steering inputs that you feel everything and you hear everything as well. Like it just it it's got a really stiff chassis and everything comes through the wheel right into your hands. Okay, and we've had we've had unplugged performance on the show before. You told me earlier today when I got a chance to check out your car, uh, you've got a couple of their parts on your car. How has those changes been? Right. So just this week, I, I put on uh, Unplug's lowering springs, sway bars, and their rear camera arms uh, to tie everything together. And uh, on the street around town, it's been fantastic. Absolutely, completely different car. Uh, this is my first track event, really putting a ton of laps on the car. So I don't have anything to compare it to. But it stays so flat, and it saves uh, the tire wear significantly. Just how much camber up front? Uh, it's only got about a degree right now because I don't have anything adjustable. Oh, really? Yeah, I had it aligned, so I lowered it and had it aligned, uh, and they set the they reset the toe. Uh, but there's no factory camber adjustment available. You got to go to like an aftermarket A arm, which Unplugged actually has a brand new unit out that's really sweet because you go get a street alignment with it, and then they have like a pill. And the top end of it that you can flip it for oh neat for two degrees of camber gain, and then you can flip it back while you're swapping your wheels and tires out after oh, the track in like five minutes. That seems super easy. Yeah. So, um, what did you drive on track before you had the Tesla? Uh, so I grew up racing go karts. Okay. And then uh, got super involved into lemons racing when that was a thing, and then that kind of evolved into chump car racing, and then World Racing League. Okay. Uh, we ran a E30 325. We put about 10,000 miles on that. My goodness. Yeah. And then uh, my dad had a Panos, one of the uh, GT Women's Challenge retired cars. Oh, cool. Messed around with that for a little while. Uh, E46 M3 when I was in high school. I was fortunate to drive that at Texas Motor Speedway on the Roval at night. Okay, awesome. Uh, I mean, all over the board, really. Uh, Justin, Thing 3 Racing. Ran a couple races uh, with his Miata. I mean, all over the board. That's awesome. And so, uh, what year is the Model Three? It's a 2019. Okay, and that I mean that 
is a really, really new um, uh, model overall. Right. Have there been changes year over year that have affected like how much track potential they have? What's fascinating about owning a Tesla in general is the software updates. Sure. So I bought that car in September of last year. It's almost a year old now. Uh, but I mean, even in the first one, two, three months of ownership, it just keeps getting better every month. There's there's one to two updates a month, and it's always something that you would think like, this is just a software edit. Why can't we do X, Y, Z? Sure. And sure enough, 30, 60, 90 days out, it just gets better. That's wild. So when I was in the car with you earlier, uh, you showed me a little bit about a uh, an operation mode in the car called track mode. Correct. Which has some really unique features. You have the uh, all-wheel drive option in your car. Tell right. me about uh, how you've messed with settings and, and what you'd like and don't like about that setup. Yeah, so you have the ability to change the front and rear power distribution. Uh, so like it has like a preset drift mode where it goes 100% to the rear, cuts the stability assistance, everything to zero. Uh, but then also too, like you can fine tune. I, I've been running uh, 60 to the rear and 40 to the front based on the recommendation of John Laughlin, who's uh, probably done more Model 3 track records and sort of thing. He does a lot of the streetcar challenge. Uh, and that was just based off his feedback and recommendation. Because the thing is that makes it tough is you don't get a whole lot of chances. Sure. So you've got a bunch of different options, this, that, and the other, but it's. You know, it's, it's hard to uh, make sense of everything when you have a limited amount of time, pa- power, uh, energy, all that all that to work with. But uh, it's nice. It does pretty efficient on the track with the region all the way up because that helps save the brakes. Oh, sure. It slows the car down. It rebuilds energy. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. On, on the regen modes and the hard braking zones here. Right. Uh, I, I assume there's some max capacity on regen, and then the system will just start using brakes. Right. Like the, are, are, can you feel the difference between the, uh, like the use of conventional brake and when the regen is operating? It's it, it it's a unique feel for sure because it almost takes the place of trail braking because it has like a constant deceleration kind of drag to it when you're off the gas or off the brakes. Okay. It's always slowing if you're not on the gas. I see. And so you kind of have to get the car slowed and then you get completely off the brakes, but you're technically kind of trail braking through a neutral throttle. Interesting. (laughs) And then you just hammer the thing down and boogie. I bet that's, I bet that's a different driving experience for sure. It's a little tricky. It's, I feel like I drive that car a little sloppier than I would most any other car. It's not so much of finesse. Uh, you kind of just got to bury it down and, and get it shut down, point it, and rip it. So uh, you're re- Drifty Boys. Pause for Drifty Boys. Um, you're really the first competitor that we've seen um, put forth a, like a noticeable effort in uh, our EV class. And so... Uh, we're really excited to see it. You're on um, your otherwise legal for street class, which is pretty exciting because you're putting the hurt on those guys. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I think right now you're maybe about uh, six tenths of a second up off their best times this evening. But I'm amazed that a vehicle weighing 4,000 plus pounds on tires that narrow can compete. Yeah, I am too. I mean, it's 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 that good. I, I try to tell people, you know, like, oh, Tesla, oh, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, it's 
it's different. It's not, you can't hardly compare it. I've, I've probably had 15 or 20 different cars, German, Japanese, American, domestic, all over the place. And it's just, it's different. It's completely different. So with um, the, the majority of the weight of the car being so low, uh, what is it like going uh, through the dip here right after turn one? I mean, does it, I, I imagine it doesn't hop around the same way a conventional car would. So it wiggles. It definitely wiggles. Uh, it, it's on factory dampers right now. Uh, so I think, you know, just being on stock shocks and, and everything, it it definitely takes a pretty big hit in the dip. But it's very similar to being on the street on like a freeway overpass or something. The center of gravity is so centered and it's so low that it just kind of bites. Like it might move around a little bit, but it just it it plants super quick. It just it squats when you get any sort of unsettling. So well, I, I think there's something to be said about how um how the used market looks for Teslas, uh, you can you can find them, but they're not inexpensive, even when they're yeah. decently old. And I think that right. says a lot about, well, people just continue to like them. Right. And uh, I, I don't know a whole lot about reliability on something like a 12 or a 10 year old Tesla, but uh, things seem to be going right for them. Yeah. I mean, all the all the the forecast type information I've seen with like running costs over time and reliability you know, I, like I said, I've not even quite owned this a year and I'm abusing it a little bit. So that's still to be determined. But generally speaking, there's no maintenance, uh, you know, change the brake, pla- change the brake pads, flush the fluid tires, uh, stuff you do for any track day. Really? It's it's pretty simple. It's nice to not to have to work on it. Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> um, tell me about how you got to grid life. So. Because this is your first event with us, so yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, this is my first Grid Life event, finally to attend. Uh, I, re- I I've been casually following along on uh, social media and whatnot, but I really started to pay attention once uh, COVID happened, actually, and we started doing the Grid Life iRacer series okay. with a live stream, and the quality of driving that I saw in that group compared to the rest of iRacing, paired with the quality of the stream broadcast and I had friends literally all over the world watching, like, having a blast that I didn't even think were race fans. And they were like, I don't have anything else better to do. Let yeah, me right. watch this iRacing stream. And I got hit up by people that I hadn't talked to in years because it was so, so I, I don't know if you're paying attention to the live stream from this event, but uh, uh, the lead commentator for Grid Life iRacing is doing the GLTC commentary for this, this race weekend as well. Kyle, right? Kyle. Kyle yeah, is yeah. the best. Yeah, he's fantastic. Does a really good job i usually bring the quality of the show down when i'm on but he carries me pretty good so um so your your home base is oklahoma and you see i think uh early on in the show we talked about other types of racing that you've done historically do you have any wheel-to-wheel prep cars that you could run in gltc so i've <laughs> i've got a five-year going on uh, mustang fox body project that's about a cage and a seat and harness away from being GLTC. Any interest? Yes, other than it being a terrible car. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like an old nostalgic yeah, for sure. build project, and I would love to run it out here. I just think it'll probably be terrible, but it's on my uh, it's 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 on my horizon for sure. Well, I don't I don't know if you saw the announcement. Uh, Grid Life is going to be at uh, Nola Motorsports Park in November. Oh no, which I is didn't. a really big announcement for us because yeah. we're going back into the south, and that's like. It's not super close to you, but it's not 
I've, you know, I've it's, ran it's, there it's before, not a drive though. to Michigan either. So no, it's it's actually that's probably one of the closest tracks that you guys do. I've never run there, but I've heard really exciting things about how fun that place is to drive. It's fantastic. It's a beautiful facility. High speed, right? A uh, couple of really. Uh, we were doing over 100 miles an hour through their little sweeper uh, chicane section in our E30 chump car. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was glass surface as well, like just fantastic track surface. Yeah, I, uh, Grid Life is going to have some kind of residency there. I think we're going to like plan to be back multiple times over the course of the yeah. next few months. So that I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, it's great to have kind of a national presence. Yeah. Uh, grid life travels a decent amount, but certain regions of the country are just harder to get to. Sure. Uh, sure. We did, we did an event at circuit of the Americas, uh, alongside super lap battle in February. Right. That's quite a haul for the teams to get down there. And it's a haul for us as well, because all of us are based in, you know, Chicago, Indianapolis area. So right. tracks that far away. Sometimes you got to bring a, a big old bus to, to get all the people in the stuff down to run an event. Yeah. Um, now your local track is that is that Hallett? Yeah, I've been in Tulsa about three years now, and so Hallett's uh, about thirty-five minutes uh, west of downtown. Okay, you run there decently often? Not really. Okay, <laughs> I, I've done a few. I, I think I've done two or three days in the Tesla, uh, just to kind of get some like burn rate information on how much power consumption, and you know, just get a feel for the car and whatnot to make sure that I could even you know make it worthwhile to travel anywhere because i originally signed up for ncm in kentucky yeah right and uh obviously that got canceled we um, were really really disappointed to have to to put the brakes on that one because yeah because uh we love the, the the track manager and the track team they've got great vibes and i've never heard anyone say anything bad about driving that track ever it's an absolutely fantastic facility it's probably the nicest track i've ever driven I've not been behind the wheel, but if you haven't been to Barber, Barber's pretty exceptional, too. I can only say that because I haven't been to Barber. Barber is it probably, so, it's, it it's a magical like a toss place. Up. It sounds yeah. like a toss-up. Everyone I've talked to says uh, Barber's the most fantastic race racetrack on the, you know, in the country, but no doubt. Not, not many people have been to NCM, and it is a beautiful facility. Well, I, NCM is one of those tracks where um, you know, if, if people are running grand full, uh-huh. If you tell me what your lap time is on Grand Full, I immediately know if you're a fast driver or not. I think I did a 221 in Justin's car. Yeah, that's that's pretty quick. I, the, I'm the, expecting our unlimited cars uh, had everything been running okay this year, and, and yeah. the cars from Canada been able to come out and run unlimited. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see 158s at NCM. Wow, those cars are wicked. It's a fast track, though. It's so fun. And there's so many corners that reward you if you've got the guts to take them. Like, yeah. those, those high-speed corners give me the willies. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that was on our mind for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so what other events do you have planned for the car in, in the foreseeable future? None. Okay. There's just the uncertainty of this year right now. And as far as also, too, like, just the logistics of... The, the right event with the right track, it's just, it's hard to, uh, you can't go to every event. Like, there's certain ones that just kind of fit the bill. Oh, for sure. Like NCM, for instance, the reason why NCM works, even though it's a long lap, there's a supercharger within 10 minutes okay. of the track in Bowling Green. So it's, it's you can refill all day long for yeah, free. Yeah, uh, you're kind of saved here at Pikes Peak uh, International because there's RV power everywhere. 
I got lucky with that, yeah. And it, I mean, it helps a lot. It's a 50 amp service, so right. uh, it's probably not as fast as a supercharger, but it's definitely much better than like a conventional 110 outlet. <laughs> so the 240 is actually about 10 times faster than a 110 outlet. Okay. But a supercharger is 10 to 20 times faster than a 240 outlet. So tell me about um, prepping for a time attack session. So the car right. is effectively at full charge or close. Right, right, right. Um, you go out and you probably run a few hot laps. Yeah. Um, with some cooldowns in, in between, I'm sure. Sure. Um, what do you come back in with? How many hours does it take to charge back up? So most of my sessions have ended around 70%, plus or minus 5%, depending on how many hot laps I was able to get in. Uh, and that on a 240 outlet has been about a four-hour recharge. Okay. Uh, which... With the scheduling of grid life has been pretty manageable. Sure. I've only supercharged once, and that was largely because we had like seven hours, I think, on Friday. Okay. And it was around lunchtime, and we were all hungry. So we we went into Colorado Springs, put the cars on the supercharger, had a, had a nice sit-down lunch, and then came back with full batteries. That sounds nice. I've been, uh, I've been camped out in my RV for the last three days. <laughs> uh, but uh, so... Um, you know, if you have a race program, can people follow you on social media, or do you just... I've got an open Instagram. It's just Drew.Cleaver. Drew. Okay, all. cool. But I, I, don't, I don't run social hard. I, don't, I'm, I, I like to lay low and, sure. and do my thing. But. Well, we really appreciate you coming out. I think you're, you're going to be a focal point for the podium ceremony tomorrow, for sure, because uh, Gridlife is trying to invest heavily and support... EV programs. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. We really, really want to see EV and time attack because I think the fit is natural. It in is. In that competition style, it works. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're at tracks with power, it's, I, I think it's kind of a win for everybody. Absolutely, yeah. And I hope to see, too, like, especially now that there's been so many more uh, superchargers put out and Tesla's growing, you know, end over end, I, I would love to see them put more superchargers at racetracks. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it takes a few drivers going out and showing the performance potential of yeah, the car because a, um, most I, people are surprised. Well, I think it's easy to stack the deck on like promotional material to be like, oh, look at how amazing it is. Yeah, um, zero to sixty time. Well, but yeah. when you start to see like regular people taking them to events and seeing how yeah. much performance there is available, yeah, I think it's hard to argue. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. It's getting a little bit late. But thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming to this event and showing everybody, uh, putting everybody on their heels with respect to how fast an EV can be. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Take care. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit City Grid Live to say hello. Hello.